comfortable with Josh Zeering, uh, Kitty Hawk, and uh, thanks for the uh, the great little party at Top Golf last night. Great meeting the team, and uh, really impressed by you guys. Thanks for thanks for coming, Rick. Yeah, great and great to talk to you. And uh, give uh, the audience here uh, some maybe more familiar with drones and commercial drones than than others. Some may be more familiar with consumer drones, but just give kind of an overview of what you guys are doing uh, in, in general terms. Yeah, so Kitty Hawk helps power the Fortune 500's drone programs. If you're an enterprise company that's looking to manage a fleet of drones and a group of people that's flying them, it's very important to make sure everybody's following the rules, completing the checklists, and adhering to all of the regulations. Kitty Hawk makes that easy to do at scale. So the, you mentioned regulations, maybe FAA or uh, state and local governments maybe, or, or federal governments. What is, are we still kind of, uh, are the rules kind of still evolving? Are we kind of learning as we go? Or where, where do you think we stand with that right now? We're finally in a pretty good spot. For a while, it was pretty lawless. It was the Wild West yeah. where there were no real regulations. It was kind of fun though, wasn't it? I mean, for a time it was kind of, if you can, if you can think it, you can do it. Uh, but not the greatest case for safety. So now we have this great framework called Part 107, and that lets anybody go get a license after they study for a test, much like a driver's test, and it ensures that you're going to be able to operate safely in the national airspace. And I haven't heard anyone really complain about that. It's, uh, I think the people that are serious about it, they're on board. Uh, with that and uh, and you guys that's part of uh, what you guys are all about yeah you know I think anybody that's complaining about it is not really committed to safety and you know when you're operating in the national airspace alongside manned aircraft you want to make sure that you're being as responsible as possible so understanding the rules and getting the certificate to be able to fly commercially is super important and we're at Interdrone uh, 2018 and just walking around the exhibit hall the size of some of these drones is I wouldn't say it's getting out of hand, but they're the size of uh, small to medium-sized automobiles. Certainly, now. certainly. And I think, you know, as the technology continues to get better and better, what we're going to see is that they keep getting bigger and bigger. Because once you can finally trust that technology, why wouldn't you build it bigger, better, faster, stronger? Uh, bigger means it can do more things usually. Uh, uh, can fly higher, longer range, or there's a whole bunch of, as they get bigger, the possibilities are really endless. They get they get much more diverse, and so you can have better sensors or more du in duration. Uh, you can have a lot of different options on that aircraft that maybe you couldn't have with something much smaller. So we talk sports here on uh, Sports Tech and then iHeart Radio segment and drones in sports. Some people kind of, I mentioned that, that I was coming to the show to some people, and their head kind of tilts to the side, like why, but drones, in sports is really maybe behind uh, um, government or military type work. Sports is maybe the industry where drones has really uh, found a niche. It's picking up speed and it's really changing kind of uh, the way we watch, view, and cover sports. Yeah, I love drones in sports. I think there's a lot of opportunity there. And you know whether it's a drone going behind a rally car to get a shot that you would never otherwise get, or a drone making a map of a stadium so that you can understand the angles of the sun before you show up to a place you've never been before. That's really gonna be able to change the way that you consume this or make plays. There's so much opportunity for drones and sports that just having that new tool opens up a world of possibilities. I think it's given fans uh, the chance to see angles and viewpoints they've never seen before. And it's happened, I had this conversation with you and the group last night, the, 
it's changed so quickly that we see these shots now and we don't even realize how they're happening, but whether it's drones or those spider cams that they set up in the stadiums, it's, uh, um, as a, someone that covers sports and sports tech on a daily basis, it's incredible. You know, it's funny you mentioned that, Rick. My, my girlfriend absolutely gets livid with me because I'm apparently impossible to watch television with. No, why is that? Because every time I see a commercial or a shot from a drone, I point my finger at the TV and I say, drone shot, drone shot. She goes, I... I know. I'm, I get it. I can now identify them. We should be over that by now, I would think. There's... I'm not sure I'll ever get over no? that. <laughs> <laughs> it is fun, though, and it's also helped uh, uh, the league, the professional sports leagues, and the teams uh, analyze their practices, the games. It's changed game film uh, well, for some of these teams, and uh, it's uh, for football training camps and spring training, it's been uh, fantastic for the teams and the, the organizations. It's funny you mentioned the pros, but it's also helping the amateurs. You know, I have a buddy who's a high school football coach, and what he's actually done is he's been able to get footage of his team running plays that he would never otherwise be able to get. You know, the average high school football team doesn't have spider cams, but now with drones, they're able to go up and get great footage of their team executing plays. So the teams now, when they list all the coaches, there's a head coach, there's an offensive coordinator, football defensive coordinator, uh, special teams, there's a strength and conditioning coach. Is there gonna be like a, at the bottom now, a line where it says drone pilot? Is there gonna be a, that person gonna be listed in the program? Oh boy, I can tell you this, in high school, that's the only way they would let me on the football team, but certainly that is, uh, that's cert something that could be happening. I think that's an interesting uh, role, but as autonomy creeps closer and closer, maybe there isn't, doesn't need to be a drone pilot. It's set it and forget it. And we're with Josh Deering here from Kitty Hawk. And Josh, also it's changed kind of maybe Olympic sports or minor sports, uh, secondary sports, the way we uh, they go about their business. Uh, golf courses with uh, now there's flybys on just about every golf course website. Uh, you can tell it's a drone shot. Where it used to be they had to get a big helicopter out there and do all that nonsense. Uh, ski runs. Um, it's really so easy now to, to showcase this stuff on websites, uh, even on TV, they're using drones uh, for that type of thing. Yeah, absolutely. You know, one of, uh, one of our customers was helping cover the Olympics, and it was interesting. I was seeing all these flights happen at, you know, 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning. I said, Who, who's flying right now? And I look, and they're in Sochi. I said, oh, well, that makes a lot more sense. <laughs> what about drone racing? We see uh, the drone racing leagues that have been out there, uh, Red Bull and some other. They've gotten some big names behind it. Is this something that's going to stick and, uh, and keep growing bigger, do you think? I think it's fascinating. I, uh, I used to compete flying model airplanes and helicopters, and so I would take my $6,000 airplane and put it three inches off the ground at 100 miles an hour and hope for the best for how, the possibility of a trophy. How many did you lose that one? I can tell you this, I've made a lot of toothpicks in my career. <laughs> and so I, the, the hope was you win a trophy. And now I see these young kids with the opportunity to fly something that's, you know, 100 or $200 to go win $250,000. And to watch the dedication and the thought that they're putting into this is absolutely fascinating. And to be honest, I'm a little jealous of what they're doing. Yeah, I wasn't paying much attention to it until they started getting some big names and companies and brands behind it when that happens you got to take notice of it then so. and it feels like you're in a movie of tron it's really exciting and yeah I, I think it's just an awesome new way to experience a different kind of sport that you never otherwise would it's a brand new version of motorsports wrapping up here with uh, josh Zeering and and you may recognize the last name i even just in passing i asked josh about his last name and a, a certain uh, actor on uh, on tv beverly hills 90210 and other shows and uh, he, he said he uh, yeah. is related to uh, Ian Zeering. Yeah, Uncle Ian. And you know what? 
to his credit, he's always been super supportive of my Does crazy... Does he own a drone? Does he own a drone? He's flown a drone, okay. I can tell you that. But he's, he's been super supportive of uh, the drone stuff and all of the crazy model airplanes and stuff that I was doing over the years. So thanks, Uncle Lion. All right. Uh, did, you know, for a holiday present, uh, did he, he didn't give you your first drone or any or model airplane, did he, or anything? No. No. It's, uh, he, he gave me a Power Wheels. Talk about motorsports. There was, look, I hate to say how old I am, but there was no drones when I was uh, of the age that I was into that You're stuff. younger than me, so don't worry <laughs> about it. Um, one thing you have to do is really think ahead into the future and kind of look into your crystal ball and, and see what's coming next. Uh, you don't have to give any specifics, but uh, what are you guys kind of looking at? What are you kind of focusing on as we, uh, we move ahead? This is kind of a critical time for drones with, uh, you know, kind of uh, the laws coming into effect and you're kind of weeding out the... I hate to call them the riffraff, and it's becoming more serious commercial and uh, Amazon and whatever else is going to happen now with drones. What what are you guys looking at? You know, I'm. I have to say, I I like to say that uh, I live in the future. I just have to exist in the past. And so for me, I can see a place where we have autonomous vehicles moving about a city and there's deconfliction in real time. There's You could be looking next to you in your autonomous air taxi and there's a drone delivering groceries to somebody and it just kind of peels away and whizzes off. We're not going to give it a second look probably. Not even, it's, you're going to, you'll take off your noise canceling headphones for a second and say to the person sitting next to you, hey, uh, did you get milk? And it's going to be completely boring. And so when I think about the future, my job is to make drones boring so that nobody cares about them. Will you have a job at that point then? Man, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, you're a great guest to have on. Great to talk to you. Uh, thanks for all the hospitality and thanks for your, uh, your team and your crew for being so nice to me. Rick, thanks for having me. Great, thanks.